0: In my previous dating situations, I would be intimidated to ask guys, like, what are we? Because I was intimidated for them to say, this is just casual, mm-hmm. or I don't want to be in a relationship with you. I don't see this with you. Just to like feel like I was ruining something good. But mm-hmm. it was never good to begin with. Hey bosses, this is Rianne. And this is Ellie. And you're listening to the Be Your Own Boss podcast.
1: Grab a beverage. It's time for BYOB. Hey bosses, welcome back to another episode of the Be Your Own Boss podcast. We're so excited to have you here with us today, chatting all things dating and relationships, kind of running off the high of Valentine's Day and whether it be romantic, friendships, family, relationships are the center of everything and I feel like February is kind of the time of love. So we're excited to dive into that topic today.
0: Yes, whether you are feeling the ick from Valentine's Day or you are feeling all of the love, I think this is a really good episode to dive in on. And I think between me and Ellie, we've got some good dating stories or at least like dating tips to share with you guys. So we're getting into all of the juiciness today for you. (laughs) Bosses, the dating scene can often feel a little intimidating and a lot of disappointing. But you know what's not going to let you down? Good quality skincare. Our friends over at Clear Skin Skincare is giving you the all the hookups and not the bad ones, all of the good ones. This week until Friday, February 23rd, you will get 22% off of your entire purchase by using our code Be Your Own Boss. Again, 22% off. This is like one of their biggest sales ever and they only do this once a year during Black Friday time. So I hire Highly suggest that you stock up. There's so many good quality skincare brands out there. If you're looking to invest, this is the time, bosses. I love their vitamin C serum and their retinol serum. Used together, they are a super power duo. Go grab yours today while they're still having their 22% off sale until February 23rd and use our code BeYourOwnBoss for 22% off. Again, that's Clearstem Skincare and our code be your own boss. Get your hands on some good quality skincare with Clear Stem and lose a disappointment in your skincare journey.
1: One of our favorite things about the podcast is having a vibe that's like chatting over happy hour with your girlfriends, your gal pals, talking all things business, life, relationships all the fun things. So we love to bring a beverage and hope you brought a beverage as well to listen. So Rhiann, what beverage did you bring today?
0: In the theme of Valentine's Day, February of love. And I took your advice on bringing a strawberry lemonade concoction. So that's what I have. Nice, Not just any strawberry lemonade, but lemonade that I made from fresh lemons that I picked, which I'm very excited about. That's amazing. Um, yes, my nanny family has a lemon tree in their backyard and they were nice enough to let me pick some lemons from their tree. And I experienced with making lemonade, like how they make it at the state fair. Like they, I don't know if the, if you watch the stands that you go to, but they just like mash the lemons with like sugar and then pour water over it. And then you get your like state fair lemonade, but it's always like the most refreshing lemonade. Mm-hmm. It always hits. And so I made it at home with the fresh lemons that I got. And it turned out so, so good. And Ellie last week gave me the idea to blend some strawberries or put some strawberries in to make like mm-hmm. a strawberry lemonade. So that's what I did with some strawberry puree. And we have this like gorgeous ruby colored drink. It kind of looks Yum. like tomato juice if you're watching, but I, don't know. I promise I think it's really delicious. It looks <laughs> – I think it looks like strawberry lemonade.
1: Like it oh, looks like you. a strawberry daiquiri color. Where yes. Mm -hmm. That sounds so good. Oh my gosh. I want to try to make that.
0: It's so refreshing. And yeah, like I I texted Ellie about this, but if you want to make it at home, I found that if you go get a bag of lemons from the grocery store, six normal size lemons makes like a pitcher of lemonade, Mm -hmm. not like a big pitcher, but like standard pitcher Mm -hmm. of lemonade. So try it out. All I did was cut like quarter the lemons and then muddle them, and then sprinkle them with sugar, cover it for two hours, let it set. It should draw all the juices out. And then you can squeeze all the juices out of the lemons, strain it, and then um, add one part water to it. And then pour it on ice.
1: That sounds so good. I need to up my beverage game. I feel like especially the last few weeks, you always bring the best beverages and you inspire me. But the last few weeks, um, your beverages have just been like... (laughs)
0: on fire
1: they've been thank so you. good
0: thank you i feel like i'm just like feeling the beverage vibe like every week i just have i don't know me and malik just love having different varieties of like juices and beverages around the house so i'm just stocked i'm stocked with all different kind of concoctions that i can make and now with my juicer the options are limitless yes <laughs> that's
1: true oh my gosh i need to up my beverage game What did you bring?
0: What did you bring, Ellie?
1: Okay. I tried to. um, So I think my thing is I need to prep my beverage in advance more because (laughs) I think I talked about this either last episode or the episode before about a poppy mocktail Mm -hmm. where it's the raspberry rose poppy with a scoop of raspberry sorbet. Sorbet. Mm -hmm. And I tried doing that and um, realized the sorbet was like too hard to scoop. Oh, no. So I was like, "Oh, I need hurry," and I ended up just getting out an orange poppy. So I have an orange Yummy. poppy in a fancy wine glass. Yeah, and I got so. Yeah, we went to Costco this past weekend. Did you get the variety pack? I did get the variety oh, pack. God, I was this so is the pumped. Best. Yes, Costco is one of the weirdest places on earth. But it's it's amazing (laughs) and crazy at the same time. But I was so excited to see the poppy variety pack. So I secured it, and I'm starting with the orange flavor. It's very good. I
0: love it. That variety pack is so good. They also Mm -hmm. have another variety pack that I found at my Costco with um the dock pop. um, Oh, nice the grape poppy, but root beer. Oh, that's my favorite. You love the root beer one,
1: or wait, wait. I haven't tried root beer poppy. I've only tried root beer
0: olipop. <sighs> Dang I'm like... so excited to pawn it off on you.
1: Well, I haven't tried it. I feel like I'd like it. I like oh. the root beer. I love root beer in general, but I really like the olipop root beer, and I haven't tried the poppy root beer. So I'll have to I'll try it. I'll save it for you. We okay. have like
0: nine cans.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> want to try it. I mm-hmm. don't love grape-flavored things, oh. so man
0: I wish we lived next to each other I, I can know just we, trade. Could <laughs> we could swap love that. I think the grape is so good and it doesn't come in any sort of like a pack of sometimes they have a pack of four in like target or yeah. something it doesn't come in a pack oh, it wow. just comes singular and it's so good um and I was so mad about it because doc pop is so good and the grape is so good but then there's the root beer and I'm like Ugh. I
1: can't, I can't. well I can't. next time i come to san diego i'll bring a checked luggage bag just so no, you can't do that, <laughs> that you're just explode. kidding <laughs> yeah okay. i can't do- i've definitely traveled with cans and wine bottles before and i okay. knock on wood but i've had good luck yeah so
0: i think i could maybe just like you seal want them. them in like giant ziploc bags yes I don't know. yeah and
1: then i i have a very particular i guess it's not that particular i just wrap Everything like I seal it and then I wrap everything in like two grocery bags and clothes Eat. So it's oh. very well protected.
0: Yeah. Okay. Very got well it. protected. Anyways, anyway, we digress. <laughs> um. But yeah, we're BYOB. You know, we got to talk about the good stuff and the fun stuff and the beverage stuff. That's just that's mm-hmm. just how it is. So now you learn to make strawberry lemonade, and now you also learn to make learn to pack Travel. your sodas. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. How are you doing?
1: How is your week going? How is your weekend? It's we'll going very well. At the start.
0: I feel energized this week. I think last week was very restful, which was good. I let myself rest. I'm usually like not a big rester, but I was just like really feeling it. Um, especially coming off of my menstrual cycle, I felt like my body mm-hmm. was still just kind of recouping and I you know, you just need to give yourself that time to nap. So one one of the days I t- took a 2-hour nap and it felt so good. Nice. And uh, yeah, just really let my body kind of feel out what felt good, not push myself at the gym. So this week we're easing back into things. I feel really good. Um I started the Akatar series again if we have any Akatar girlies out there. Um my free time will be consumed by that now what I so okay so I read the first two I was done with A Court of Mist and Fury and it was so good that I was like I think I need a little break because this was so good and I don't know if I can handle any more emotional turmoil from the characters so I'm gonna take a break um but then I asked one of our friends who also reads the series that if I should continue it and she was like yes and I was like okay that's all the validation I needed. Twist <laughs> my arm. Yeah, twist my arm. So I started the third one and I forgot how good and juicy it was. Um, I'm sorry. ACUTAR stands for A Court of Thorns and Roses. Mm-hmm. It's a song okay. by Sarah J Maas. So if you haven't heard of it, that's what it stands for.
1: Um, Okay, that's good to know. It is, maybe this is silly of me that I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. I thought ACUTAR was like, it sounds like a sci-fi title. I didn't realize it's an acronym. So yes, <laughs> so like ooh, a sci-fi. It sounds like like Avatar, but Avatar. And so I was mm-hmm. like, what kind of book is this? But get to know it's yeah. an acronym.
0: Well, okay. well, enough about me and pop culture. How are you?
1: <laughs> so I'm doing I'm doing well. I am slowly but surely getting out of the funk that we talked about last week. This yeah. was a really good weekend of settling into the space more Mm -hmm. so this weekend i went to ikea and costco within the same weekend
0: man you were brave
1: and i just yeah are you
0: are you (laughs) drained are you feeling i was yesterday
1: (laughs) i was (laughs) on sunday but i was Mm -hmm. like okay I love them both. They both are very overwhelming, overstimulating. I get very overstimulated when there's like a ton of people, a ton of things to look at. Sometimes things aren't well organized. So you're just like all over the place. And um, you never know where anything is. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Especially with Costco. Well, actually with both. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So my friend and I went to Ikea together and I didn't realize they sell live plants. Mm -hmm. So – we got some plants and I'm so excited because I feel like our apartment just needed some life and some greenery. Yeah. So I love the addition of the plants. Um, so we did that. And then Ikea, I haven't been to Ikea for years and years and years. Like, I don't think I've been since 2019. Mm-hmm. So it felt really good to go back and remember how amazing it is, yet also yeah. there's so much happening. And of course we had to get some Swedish meatballs while we were there. So that yeah. was very fun. Love it. That was really good. And then went to Costco. Jake had never been to Costco. He's never been to Costco. Ever? Ever. Ever. Wow. So what did that he think? Was, oh my gosh. He loves it. He <laughs> <laughs> we walk in and I was just prepping him. I'm like, it's crazy at Costco. I don't know what it is, but I feel like Social rules
0: people no exist.
1: Like throw them out the window at Costco. Like in the yeah. parking lot within mm-hmm. the Costco walls. Like we enter the parking lot, almost got hit by a car. Not really. That's kind of dramatic, but like the traffic of the parking lot's crazy. Yeah. And then we enter Costco and I'm like prepping him. It's a warehouse. You don't really know where things are unless you're yeah. an avid visitor and you know where to find things. Like there's no aisle yeah. signs, anything or, like yeah, that. It's
0: every Costco is different too. So it's like you kind of get disoriented if you go to a different Costco. But if Mm -hmm. you know that specific Costco of where things are, it may or may not be there because a lot of the things are also like seasonal or whatever. That's true. (laughs) And
1: I've only been to Costco with my friend, Allison, who is like, a Costco guru, like when yeah. I go with her, she knew where everything was and I like what that. to get in and out. And yes, <laughs> so anyway, I digress. But we went, and Jake was like, "Oh my gosh, they have TVs, they have clothes, they have jewelry. All of this? Yeah, oh my <laughs> gosh,
0: everything."
1: So he spent some time looking at the clothes, and then was like, "Oh yeah, we're here for food." So anyway, he he loved Costco. <laughs> That's um, so cute. It was so fun to see him so excited. He he was like a kid at Disney, I feel like, seeing Costco. Yeah, Costco is the adult <laughs> Disney world. Yeah. Um, That's pretty much right. So anyway, we did that. And then last update of the weekend and stuff like that was we finished Lord of the Rings series. The oh Lord of the Rings movies.
0: Okay. I was mm-hmm. like, did you
1: read the books? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. No, I did <laughs> not read the books. We finished. We started the movies like. A week ago, or maybe a week and a half ago, and then just finished them yesterday. Was this
0: your first time watching them? Yes. What did you see them? Yes. Do I know of the series? Yes. Have I seen it? I would say like 80%. Okay. What I mean by that is I have watched the movies all the way through because of my neighbor, who also taught me to play board games. Her family is very avid Lord of the Rings fans, and I remember watching those movies. Every time I went over to their house. Really? Yeah, in elementary school. Do I know what they were about? No, because I had just barely learned English at that time. Do I know what the plot is about? Not really. Have I seen them? Yeah, kind of. Okay, (laughs) okay. Okay, well, it definitely
1: helps if you know what the plot is about, because (laughs) this is my thought. Okay. Lord of the Rings. It is... I personally think the series is great like the the cinematic quality the characters the plot line like I thought it was really really good Mm -hmm. I personally don't like creepy dark movies and it's not like that creepy dark movie but there's a lot of like heaviness to it and sadness there's also a lot of I don't know there's just so many
0: gremlins and whatever they're called
1: Yeah, and, and like, yeah, I don't want to give anything away, but there's people with any movie, I feel like that's not a chick flick, which is my normal go-to. There's people who are evil and out to, like, destroy, and I normally like lighthearted movies, so (laughs) it definitely is not lighthearted, but... Why did you guys start
0: it in the first place? Because...
1: I thought it was a chick. No, I'm just kidding. I did not think it was a chick. Like, I'm totally kidding. But Jake just recently watched the series, like in December, and he was he's been talking about it nonstop. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll watch it with you. I really liked it, but the movies are like four hours long. Mm-hmm. They're so long, mm-hmm. and so we'd watch each movie in two sittings. And um, we watched them pretty close together, though, so we didn't really forget the details. Yeah. And, yeah, I think it was really good. Heartbreaking. Beautiful. Great. Did you have them on DVD, or did you no. read them somewhere? Yeah, we actually – um, I think they're on – what is it called now? Max? They're on Max. HBO. HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. So. Dang they were very long but i enjoyed it yeah that's good. it was just there were many times of like just heartbreak mm-hmm. i don't want to give anything away but i was like oh if this happens i'm going to riot he's like what are you gonna do like i don't know <laughs> but i'm upset <laughs> so it's just yeah it's good it's good you can watch them again as an adult in like yeah but you just have to block your calendar for the whole day
0: because they take forever to watch. Yeah. But either way, I will say that um, relationships and Lord of the ring what do they have in common? Compromises. And rings. Rings. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. um, yes. yes. I guess
1: relationships do have to do with rings, whether it be a ring on your finger or a ring <laughs> to call – your loved ones
0: <laughs> let's talk about our dating experiences because i think a lot of our listeners are in their 20s maybe navigating the dating world right now and thinking about i don't know i don't know what you're thinking about maybe you're just navigating the dating world and you're feeling a little bit helpless because i remember it being very daunting out there so um you're very brave I just want to give you that. And I think we could talk a lot about this. So where should we start? Ellie? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh.
1: Yeah, there are so many things to discuss. But I do think I want the conversation to not just be like dating, but also relationships in regards to um, you have – long distance friends and family members like we're long distance besties that's
0: mm-hmm.
1: um a relationship so th- all across the realm there but yeah where to start with dating um okay so we kind of have separate experiences in a way of like our differing experiences and i personally have not dated outside of college um mm-hmm. because jake and i met in college and then we've been together ever since And I know you have more experience outside of college. So I think Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious to hear a little bit more on your experience. I personally feel like so much has changed post-COVID too with dating yeah, and um, being out of college versus in college. Like there's so many differing things. And I feel like I didn't have the experience out of college, but I hear that it can be Way harder dating outside mm-hmm. of college, where you're not in classes, extracurricular activities. Maybe you are in extracurricular extracurricular activities outside of college, but there's you have to make more of an effort to be like out and about, meet people, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. that's on my mind in this.
0: Yeah, I didn't date throughout college. I had a I was in a relationship until like spring of my sophomore year. Mm -hmm. And after that, I didn't really date anyone during college. Um, I don't know why. Like looking back at it, I just wasn't really like seeking out people. You know, you would have like your flirty types of rendezvous on the weekends and whatever when you would go out with your friends. But I wasn't like super... I don't know seeking a relationship at that point. I think I was really enjoying this season of singleness after my previous relationship ended and I that's a whole another topic on of itself. Um of like why it ended and I'll probably talk a little bit about that today, but I think it was just like it wasn't the best relationship and it was pretty toxic towards the end so i think coming mm-hmm. out of that relationship i was just like ready to be single i was happy being single and i was involved in a lot of things which yes. kept my schedule very busy so whoever yeah. came along during that point i was like okay you're either going to have to be in these clubs like you said like meeting someone in organizations or in classes or just in passing but for me i really stuck to the value of like i i'm a relationship girly and i didn't really put myself out there for casual dating Mm -hmm. or like casual hookups over the weekend, which is there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to continue to explore your options, everybody does it differently. But I think like a lot of what I'll be talking about today really paints the value of like what I have in my heart, which is like, I am just not a casual dating person because of the fact that I know that I get very attached to people. Mm -hmm. And when I often share my heart, I love very hard. So it's just Difficult for me to like have something casual, and I knew that for myself, like in college. So I would just didn't put myself in those situations of casually mm-hmm. dating. After college, that's when you know it, it was fun. We our schedules were open. We had all our friends living kind of in the same areas. We'd go out on the weekend. So I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready for a relationship. I'm in a good spot in my life. I'm ready to put myself out there. And that's when I started getting on dating apps. So like I. Was on Bumble. I was on Hinge. I was on Tinder. Like I was just ready to meet new people, and it was fun. Like I will say, it was very fun to like build the profile, scope Mm -hmm. out your prospects, make like plans of dating people, have like little flirty interactions. I really put myself out there, and it was it was fun for the time being. But there are also a lot of very questionable questionable people that I talked to and questionable (laughs) dates that I went on during that time and looking, I mean, like in retrospect, I was like, wow, I really had like the rose colored glasses on and um, especially like looking back on some of those, but do I regret it? No. Like they made for good stories. They made for good memories and they eventually led me Mm -hmm. to my partner today. So that I am very grateful for I do think that like it's good to ha- set your own intentions with yourself mm-hmm. before you go out into the dating world. So, um, I think that's always just like good to keep in mind of like what your values are. Like I said, I structure my own values, and um, I think that can help people in navigate their dating journey and not make it so daunting, or mm-hmm. even like put that pressure on yourself to find a partner and find a person when maybe you should be focusing on yourself and giving yourself that love rather than giving that energy to somebody else. So, Mm -hmm. Totally. That's
1: such a good point. I think having the intention, whatever it may be, but knowing what that is. um, And I feel like, yeah, that helps guide you. Oh, there's so many things flooding back to me now as we're
0: talking about this. But <laughs> I, I kinda definitely... knew that it would. I I'm yeah. the same way. I'm like, wow, it could go down like a lot of different yeah. routes. But what what's coming to mind for you? Well, okay,
1: so I had the opposite experience where like I I did date in college and mm-hmm. my intention was always dating to find like my life partner. I wanted to I agree with you was very relationship oriented where I wanted to find someone who I could see spending my life with, and um that always starts you know with perhaps I guess I don't know if this is the right way to phrase it, but like it always starts casual i guess with but with me being the intent to hopefully yeah. get to know them and see if we could build a future together, like you said, starting with the intention of what is your intention, whether Whatever it may be is so important because we, I think you really have to be honest with yourself. And there's certain points where maybe you just want to like go out on a fun date. Like you want yeah. to go out to dinner and a movie and meet a cool person. Like there's that mm-hmm. too. But um, for me, it was really wanting to find my person and get to know each other to see if it could be a good fit. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I
0: know a lot of people date with that intention in mind, but I feel like people feel a lot of pressure of dating when they have that like looming over them of like, oh, am I going to find my person? And I think like that's something that I, that's something that I grappled with a lot during my dating journey. I always went into a date of like, this might be my person. I might need Mm. my husband. Like, and that puts so Mm -hmm. much pressure on myself. I think that's a lot of pressure. It is. It's so much pressure to internalize. But like like we talked about, it's the intention of it. So like go out there, have fun, meet new people when you are dating. This is like the fun mm-hmm. of it. Don't take it so seriously, I think is like I mean, take it yeah. seriously, but like don't take the yeah. date so seriously. It should be light, it should be fun, it should be very lighthearted, it should feel easy. Yeah, I think. Um what I will say though. If you are going on a first date, you should absolutely cut it off after 90 minutes. (laughs) I've had many, many first dates. (laughs) I've had many first Um, dates that have gone on longer than the hour and a half mark that just like went completely downhill after Mm -hmm. that. Like it's good for the first hour, you know, like you go to a dinner or you go to a movie. And if they ask you, would you like to fill in the blank to continue the date? Say no. If it's a first date, say no. Go home, relish in the fact that you had a good date and save it for the second date. I know this is not everybody's experience, but speaking from my own journey, I remember going on one date where we went out and had pho, which was really fun. He picked me up. We went and got fun. And then afterwards, he was like, well, what do you want to do after it's Friday night? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't really have any plans. He was like, okay, how about we meet up with some of my friends? Like, they just live down the road. I was like, okay, cool. Like, he's bringing me to meet his friends. Awesome. This might must be going great. And we, so I'm like, okay, great. So again, I didn't drive myself. Oh, if you're listening, like, Run, <laughs> order an Uber. <laughs> I think I remember this story. Um, okay. He yeah. drives me to his friend's house. I was like feeling really good, feeling really confident. I was like, ooh, this guy's really into me. He wants me to meet all of his friends. We go in, like, all of his friends had been drinking already. There's handles of alcohol on the kitchen table. Like, and they were passing out Hennessy shots, tequila shots. I walk in the door. I was like, hi. You know, they greet me. It's all very warm and welcoming, probably because they're partly like drunk already. But I was giving them the benefit of the doubt. And sometimes when you're dating, you'll give a lot of people the benefit of the doubt.
1: that yeah. don't deserve the
0: benefit of the doubt. Very true. But I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna go with it. So I was just like, perched myself on their couch and watched him laugh and drink the night away. And, you know, I didn't feel any sort of like uncomfiness. You know, if I did, I would have just like phoned a friend. But I was like, I'm feeling good. This is a comfortable environment. And they were like, we should go to the casino after this. And I was like, well, you guys have been drinking, so maybe not. And um, I was like, maybe we should just go home after this. And he was like, yeah, OK, like we can we can go in a little bit all of a sudden, one of his friends brings downstairs a big black case. And I was like, oh, interesting. What is that? He opens it. And all of a sudden, I was amongst assault rifles. My dad is going to be so mad at me. Um, But they just like, all of a sudden, his friend just like uh, brought out their guns to show off to like (sighs) uh, like <laughs> and, uh, not good. Not yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um looking back at it, that was could have been a very, very bad situation. Yes. And that was one of yeah. my worst first dates. And the guy ended up being not great at all because I remember confronting him and be like, why didn't you like say anything about them? That could have been such a dangerous potential situation. Yes. It made me feel very uncomfortable. Like, why didn't you say anything? and he basically like stood up his fr- for his friends didn't really like count for my feelings um and that just went badly after that we didn't have very many dates and he was not not the vibe um but anyway just saying that there's a lot of things that could happen mm-hmm. that could go south for a date not saying that that might happen to you but just in case cut it off at an hour and a half for your yeah. state.
1: <laughs> yeah that is not good that is not a good situation and i think that also brings up like when it comes to your safety of a first date mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. having a trusted person that knows where you're going yeah like having maybe it's sharing your location or um keeping them up to date on things so yeah that could be a really dangerous bad situation mm, yeah. so did you just like say okay time to go
0: when you saw all of that that would be so scary honestly i didn't say anything i just sat on the couch and try to seem as neutral as possible because I didn't want to, like, rile anybody up when the situation, you know, when there were, like, weapons in sight. Yeah, that's scary. So um, I just kind of went with it. You know, I was just sitting there, like, kind of laughing with them. And, um, yeah, looking back, it could have been very potentially dangerous, but I I just felt, like, mad afterwards that – Like he even put me in that situation, even though he didn't know they were going to do that, but it's the fact that he didn't say anything either. So that says a lot about a person of how they handle different situations. Mm -hmm. On a lighter note, I've had very fun first dates and you know, obviously a lot of them didn't work out, but it is fun to put yourself out there and whether you're getting like free sushi or like a free movie (laughs) out of it, you know, it's fun to put yourself out there. Um, it's not going to work out every single time even if you had a really good first date, second date, fifth date, whatever and then it doesn't work out at the end just know that like just know that you are doing what you can to put yourself out there. There's mm-hmm. nothing about you as a person. I I knew that I this has happened to me. This is why I'm saying it. I Have had dates where it's gone really well, and I could see a future with this guy just like all of a sudden end very abruptly. Mm -hmm. And looking back at it, of course, now I understand like it was very much in their part that that had to happen. Like it wasn't in my plan, like that wasn't going to be my person. But in the moment, you feel like that person is your whole world, and you feel like that relationship that you're building is like so tangible that like that could be your person and it gets taken away from you, don't blame yourself. Don't falter on your values. Do not like blame yourself for the fact that it happened. Just take that pressure off and go into it with a mindset of having fun. Mm -hmm. And I will say that with your partner, it should be very easy. It should be very flowing. Your conversation should be good. The vibe should be good. You should want to see them all the time. And they should respect the way that you communicate your values to them. I know that when I met Malik, I had some like very heavy conversations with him, such as the very daunting question that nobody wants to ask when they're dating, which is, what are we? let's define the relationship. Nobody wants to do that nowadays because of the fact that they think people are just going to run away from that question. But if you are very relationship centered, you need to know where the Mm -hmm. relationship is headed. If you even have a future before it even begins, because you're just setting yourself up for heartbreak if you're going to go along and not know that they're stringing you along for Mm -hmm. a long time, which has happened before. Um, And in my previous dating situations, I would be intimidated to ask guys, like, what are we? Because I was intimidated for them to say, this is just casual, mm-hmm. or I don't want to be in a relationship with you. I don't see this with you. Just to like feel like I was ruining something good, but mm-hmm. it was never good to begin with. So don't blame yourself. You're not ruining anything. If it ends the way that you don't expect it to, just know that like in hindsight, it was supposed to happen this way, and you're going to look back at it and Think that it was a fun story and a fun memory. Now that you're married, which is Mm -hmm. where I am, (laughs) it's crazy to think back at it because I went on a lot of dates when I was in Minnesota, and I was very open to dating when I moved to San Diego. I had already been on Hinge setting up the location of my profile when I was still getting ready to move in Minnesota to (laughs) scope out people in San Diego because I was like, what better way to get to know a city than go on dates and have people show me around and. I went on one date that was very platonic. Like we, it was very romantic. He brought me tacos and we sat by the ocean to eat our tacos to watch the sunset. And at the end of the, yeah, at the end of the day, I was like, hey, this is really great. But I just have to let you know that like, I don't really feel any chemistry here, but I do think you're a really great person. I wish you the best and i learned to communicate that with people i was i used to be so nervous to communicate that but i just learned that it saves me time and it saves them mm-hmm. time and then the next date that i went on i met bleak and now Aww. i'm married so it worked out yeah just keep that in your in the back of your mind like just because maybe it doesn't look or feel as good right now in your current dating situation it, and it sucks to hear people in relationships say like, your time is going to come. They always come when you least expect it. I hate that advice. That is literally the worst advice. But I do think it has some truth to it because yeah. I do think you the energy that you're willing to give to somebody else, you need to give that to yourself. Yes. Focus on what you can do mm-hmm. and what you can control rather than worrying about who is going to come into your life and complete you. Because if yes. you're w- worrying about a guy or somebody else completing you girly, we got to we gotta do a little bit of a internal check.
1: Yeah. I think that is, first of all, thank you for sharing all those experiences and and the stories because, I don't know, I think it's always kind of fun hearing people's stories too. Mm-hmm. Because dating is just a wild, wild territory. <laughs> yes. I, I know it is annoying to hear that. And I don't know, I feel like my story of finding Jake was very much things come when you're not looking for it. But I think part of that is because I was like you said just investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I was so excited about who I was becoming and what I had happening and the things I was doing for myself um to like invest in myself and I feel like when you're giving yourself that love the universe god whatever it is will help you and attract like it. give you what you need at the time. Yeah, and attract mm-hmm. things like that. Um but I actually met Jake. The day before I met him, I wrote in my journal, no boys this year. Like, (laughs) happy senior year, Elizabeth. No boys. (laughs) Uh, Because I did, yeah, I did um, date in college. I had some some good experiences, some terrible experiences. And I just remember thinking senior year, I had my job lined up in Minnesota. I was in Mm -hmm. college in Iowa. So I knew I'd be moving out of the state. Back to Minneapolis, and um, I just was like, "This is the year." This was also my senior year; was the first full year that I had kind of like completely free because Mm -hmm. first two years, same with you, Rianne, like freshman, sophomore year, uh, we were extremely busy in extracurriculars, where we weren't even at school on the weekends. Yeah. I feel like within the first two years of my college time, I think I had 10 weekends. Now that I school. think about
0: it, wow, I didn't even piece that together until now. I wasn't even yes. at school for it, a half yeah. of these weekends because exactly. of Aquatennial. <laughs> yeah.
1: So like Rian and I were both in community programs, um, scholarship programs that would pretty much every weekend have events back in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. So freshman year and sophomore year, I was gone pretty much every weekend. I think over two college years, I had 10 weekends at school. Yeah. So like, I feel like – Like let that sink in. Weekends? Two whole years. Mm-hmm. I
0: wasn't
1: – yeah, I was not – I didn't – I was not around on the weekend. So anyway, um, it was crazy. Um, but – oh, yeah. And then junior year – sorry, I'm like getting back on my train of thought. <laughs> junior year, I studied abroad. So senior year was my first year where I was like, I have every single weekend. Like yeah. I feel like to be honest, I kind of approached senior year like I did my freshman year in a way. Yeah. Where um I just felt like I I didn't have a ton, like I had, I don't know. It was my year. So mm-hmm. I was like, no boys, this is gonna be a year of whatever. And sure enough, I met him the next day. We yeah. didn't start like dating the next day, but we actually met Um, one of our good friends introduced us. Mm-hmm. So I was actually out. So this is an, another example, I guess, of how I was using my senior year as freshman year. I didn't go out. <laughs> I never went out in college really mm-hmm. until my senior year. And the first weekend out, um, one of my really good friends, Sydney, Uh, and Jake knew each other and then Jake worked at like the bar we were at doing it like a beer cart yeah and Sydney was like oh my friend Jake let's go say hi so that's how we initially met but then we were just friends and would like hang out in groups and then anyway Mm -hmm. we started off friendly and then so we met I think in August and then January is when we really started like romantically dating Mm. so gotcha yeah I thought he was like I was like yeah he doesn't like me I don't think just as a friend why did you think that I don't know I think well part of me yeah that's a good question I just remember at that time I was like he we were just like good friends I don't know I was probably kind of naive and missing some signals but. (laughs) because <laughs> he was like yeah pretty much since august we um i don't know we were kind of like flirty and stuff but yeah. he also had his job lined up to move out to colorado
0: mm-hmm. so we
1: were both kind of we like we're not dating our senior year because we're both about to move out of the state so yeah um anyway Point being the timing thing of like when I feel like truly, and I know it might be annoying to hear when you invest in yourself and um, whether it be doing what you want to do, spending time, how you want to spend time, um, like mentally, physically, really pouring into yourself. I feel like you truly do attract abundance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And the right people, like friendships too. I really believe that Mm -hmm. across all relationships. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I do think your tip, that's a great tip of cutting it off. There was a date in college I went on my sophomore year. I think it was like seven hours of a first date. Yeah. Terrible.
0: Oh, no. Why?
1: Oh, what did we do? I think we went out to dinner, and then he was like, "Um, want to see a movie or whatever, and it just – I remember sitting there and I was like, I want to leave, mm-hmm. but I don't really know how. And <laughs> it was just – I just needed to get out. So anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lots of awkward first dates, but now I just laugh at them. One of the things that I remember from dating and something that I hear my friends who are dating talking about is people – as specifically guys seem to not be asking questions on a date. Huh. I think that's crazy. A lot of my well. friends have said like they will be the conversation leaders and they will be asking all the questions. And the that guy a will lot. be like, Yeah, oh, this was such a great date. And yeah. it's like, well, yeah, because you
0: talked about yourself the whole time.
1: Yes. And then it's like, <laughs> okay, have you learned anything about me or have you asked me a question? Like I have some friends That'll say like the guy never even asked them one question. Yeah. So I think that's really important. And I mean, that's obviously something that you notice dating Mm -hmm. people. But I feel like that is one of the biggest things is feeling like, I think especially for both of us, we love to talk to people. Mm -hmm. We like to make conversation. We're very curious. Yes. We're very inquisitive people. And I feel like I went on a lot of dates in college where I thought, "Um, like I was kind of asking so many questions, and I was genuinely genuinely interested in what people are saying, like not necessarily to like further date them, but I just mm-hmm. think it's really interesting hearing people's stories and then that kind of was taken as, Oh, this went so well, she's super interested, and then you're like. Yeah, I had a fun time chatting, but like, it wasn't really a conversation. You were just answering many, many questions. So Mm -hmm. that is one thing that if someone's out there listening and you need
0: um, advice,
1: make sure you're asking questions on both sides. For sure.
0: Ask all the questions, poke and prod and get them to open up about their darkest secrets. That's how you find on out. On the of first a person. date? Yes. <laughs> first yes, date. Uh, make the them sell their sip, secrets. <laughs> the first sip of their drink. So
1: tell me your deepest, darkest secret. Yeah. Just kidding.
0: But, but yeah, I've I've had that. I've sat next to a person on a dinner date where all they talked about was themselves and um i agree like i feel like we're very conversational people we know how to carry on a conversation because we just know how to ask questions and be curious and but that doesn't mean that like we don't that doesn't mean that like we don't like that reciprocated like it shows that you're listening and you shows that like you're interested in us because you are asking questions and the fact mm-hmm. that like they were just sitting there not asking any questions i was like yep red flag there yeah. will be no second date and he at the end of that day he asked me to split the bill so that was cool oh interesting
1: (laughs) i know everyone has different thoughts on that and for state etiquette but yeah i think also i get how sometimes people are really shy Mm -hmm. um but i do think even if they are really shy and they're nervous it's still you can still get the vibe of like are they curious to learn about me or i don't know yeah
0: I don't know. I will say that like there are a lot of ways to date and a lot of ways to meet people. Like don't turn away from like the unconventional ways to meet people. I know some people that have met their husbands just by taking a walk on the beach and looking at seashells and they met their husband. And that's romantic. Yeah, like very <laughs> romantic. I know people like like me, we were introduced by each other's roommates. You know, we were we were set up on a double date and that's how we met each other a week after I moved to San Diego. So crazy things that happen. My parents met on match.com. And while my mom was still in China at the time and my dad was in Minnesota, they communicated via IMs and emails because texting and FaceTiming wasn't a thing yet. So if that if that could happen, anything could happen. They just celebrated mm-hmm. their 17th wedding anniversary. So. Oh, that's so exciting. Very romantic. Yeah,
1: that is awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think there, yeah, there's so many. People who are meeting friends, um, partners on apps. I feel like there's so many things out there now. And when it comes to meeting in person, I just feel like, well, actually, I haven't really gone out since graduating, but it seems like hearing from friends, people aren't really approaching people out and about as much anymore, oh. which actually, oh my gosh
0: that might be a good thing that just remind me of another story of like during COVID when like when you all you could do was go to the grocery store you know oh
1: my gosh this guy who said I like your necklace <laughs> that's a son
0: Met a guy in Trader Joe's <laughs> in the height of COVID. And he complimented me. I thought it was so nice. And I was like, wow, what a romantic love story. We met in the middle of Trader Joe's. We had masks on. Don't worry. I know it was during COVID. But like that was your oh, one and only interaction was going to the grocery store, right? So I was like, wow, he's really taking his chance here. And I thought he was cute. Like he said, uh, like, I was cute, like we should go on a date, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll save you the story, but he ended up being in a pyramid scheme. And he was like pretty much trying to recruit me to be in his pyramid scheme, even though yeah, like he was like in his thirties, didn't really have his life together. His apartment was a mess; like it smelled, and it was just a mess. Ew. I wanted to run away, and then I was like, "Oh, he's in a pyramid scheme. Okay, that's great." Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> careful. be careful when people approach you. <laughs> they'll get you at
1: Target. Yeah. They'll get you
0: at Trader Joe's. So
1: that yeah. yeah. <laughs> everywhere. And I feel like that was a big thing in college where people would be like, oh, just read this book. This is a book about mentorship. Anyway, I won't get into that. That's a whole nother thing. But um, okay. I do want to touch on, I know we've been chatting for a while, but I do want to touch on like the other side of relationships, which I think is really important of whether it be once you – now are in a relationship whether it be with a partner or your family a friend um especially long distance mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like long distance is something that i was really nervous about like when actually no that's a bad way to put it sometimes i use words that they just come to my mind first and i say them but no I wasn't nervous, but when it comes to long distance, I remember when Jake and I, we both knew we were moving different places. So we started officially like, he asked me to be his girlfriend in February and then COVID hit in March and we moved separate ways in May. Mm -hmm. So we kind of started dating knowing that we were going into it with long distance Mm -hmm. and it was very much like, oh, this is... You know, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult, but I would say that you learn so much from it, whether it be friendships, romantic things like that. Um, it's been such a good way to like learn communication skills and find mm-hmm. ways to connect when you can't physically be together mm-hmm. with your family, your friends, loved ones. So, if anyone's out there and they're like. I guess every relationship's different, but if you are kind of in that same boat where you know that you have a life transition coming up, but you think you found a person that you really want to continue getting to know and loving and all of that, like long distance, I feel like can have a really bad rap, but it's also an amazing beautiful thing at the same time. Yeah. Mhm.
0: You guys really braved it. You guys did it long distance for so long through COVID, like through Through all of the factors that would have broken up a relationship you made it through, which is a huge testimony of, like, your relationship. Um, I will say, like, like what you said, communication is so important and you need to, like, agree on your communication style and your communication method because, like... When you don't have that open communication, you don't really build a foundation for a relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship, platonic relationship, any type of relationship, you need good communication. And don't, like I said before, don't run away from that communication. It's so important to communicate your values. And you guys knew that you both knew that you wanted to make something work through the Mm -hmm. long distance of even like the very beginning of your relationship, not like very, very beginning, but like still very foundational stages of your relationship. And that's so important to talk about. I feel like when you're dating you don't really want to get deep in the details, you don't really want to like talk about the heavy stuff, but I made it I made it an intention to talk about that with Malik right away. I it's a little bit different because of his career in the military. Like I mm-hmm. wanted to know if this was going to be a sustainable thing, like if he was had dreams of wanting to be deployed, wanting to travel, Well, me being stationed in San Diego, I didn't want to go anywhere. So that wouldn't have worked out if he had dreams of traveling and wanting to be deployed. So I needed to find out right away if this was going to be a thing because like I said, I fall very fast. So in the beginning, Mm -hmm. I already knew that this was going to go somewhere if we were going to allow it. And I needed to find out, I needed to like talk to him and have those really tough conversations that could potentially end in heartbreak. But I knew that. If we didn't Mm -hmm. talk about it, then it would just like fester more and be more of like a heartbreak in the future. So totally, I think it's – you need to talk about them. You need to talk about like where you want to be, where you see yourself in the future. You don't have to talk about like – you don't have to like sit them down and be like, so are we going to get married after the second date? I'm not saying that. That's kind of creepy. But I will say that you have to be on the same page about your values and where your future is going to be.
1: For sure, I think that's so important, and also just having alignment in the things that really are important to you. Mm -hmm. I feel like there are so many. What are the big rocks of like religion, finances, um, yeah, dreams, locations, yeah. yeah, family boundaries. There are so many conversations to be had, and I feel like there's been times in previous relationships where i haven't felt aligned in certain things like maybe mm-hmm. you're having the best time and they're a great person and you feel like um there's good chemistry and all of that but there's just something out of alignment that's is on your mind and your gut is telling you like this is just not it it's mm-hmm. so hard because you don't want to set yourself up for that heartbreak but it's like in my opinion When you're feeling that feeling, that is your intuition telling you this is not it. Yes. And even though you might be feeling that excitement and joy and so many other things in other areas, like if you're not feeling, if there's those big areas, I mean, there's things that you can work through in some areas, but if you feel like your intuition is telling you no in a certain area, especially one that is a huge value of yours, and you continue, I did that for a little bit and it's like, you're just, you're delaying the heartbreak kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, you're you're just going to keep swallowing or what is it? Sweeping things under the rug. Yeah, And it's so important that, um, you don't do that to yourself and to your partner. If you're finding like you're feeling that way to have those tough conversations Mm -hmm. and, um, be able to move on from there, whatever comes Mm -hmm. from that because you deserve to feel like, I don't know what the right word is, but you deserve to feel aligned, safe, Mm -hmm. valued in all areas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I said before, it should feel easy. The right partner for you is going to value whatever beliefs, morals, values that you carry, and they won't even question you on that. Yeah. And if you're like in the thick of dating, that might seem hard to believe, but I will say this through and through, if they are the right person, they will not question your values.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think they don't necessarily have to agree mm-hmm. because I feel like some people don't always agree on everything, but the I think the foundation is respect, respecting yeah. each other. People grow up with different backgrounds, different views, mm-hmm. different perspectives, lenses, and we're not all going to have the exact same things we agree on but to be able to respect each other like you said value someone yeah show that even in times where you might not be on the same page or not necessarily on the same page but like seeing i i don't know seeing the same thing and having the same beliefs it's so important. You don't,
0: yeah, you don't have to share the same beliefs. Yes. To you respect. You need to share them. respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I totally get what you mean on that. I, when I was dating, I had a very similar experience. And during that time, like I said, I didn't like date casually and I was very guarded about like physical intimacy. I knew like that was one thing that I wanted to. I wasn't saving myself for marriage necessarily, but I knew that physical intimacy was very important for me. When you have that like connection with someone, there's an emotional connection. There's also physical connections. So I knew that like, I didn't just want to be physically intimate with everyone that I dated. I wanted to be very intentional about that. Mm -hmm. And there was a guy that like, I had a lot of fun with. We connected with on a lot of different levels, but I shared with him that I don't want to be physically intimate with someone until later on down the road type of thing until we really got to know each other. And at first he was like, yeah, that's totally fine. Like I respect that. And I was like, great. I'm really glad you respect my boundaries. But then he just kept bringing it up. He just like kept bringing it up. Mm -hmm. You know, every late night it'd be like, why, why don't you want to be physically intimate? Like, is there something, is it your belief? Like, is it your blah, blah, blah. Like just kept pushing me on it. And it got to the point where it made me question myself of like, yeah, you know, like why, why is it that way? And I began to question my own values. And then it. I'm glad that it ended, but like it got to a point like I, it shouldn't have you – he should not make you question your own beliefs. Your person should not make you question or like push you on anything. It should be comfortable. It should be easy. And he should respect whatever boundaries that you're setting. That's period. That's the end of it. So even though like we – that relationship pretty much ended just because like we there were other things that also came up that we weren't on the same page on and it just kind of added up to Mm -hmm. where it was like okay I think we should call it before we like get deeper with each other um but I'm really glad it did I'm glad I held my ground and was like this it's just my value I don't have to explain anything to you and you don't owe it to anybody so Mm -hmm. if you find yourself in a similar position just know that you gotta hold your ground You got to value yourself because nobody else is going to be able to give you that value besides yourself. You need to give yourself back that energy and you don't owe anybody anything. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I had a very similar situation and the person was not respecting my boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I think at the end of this, like looking back for both of us to, I think- it feels really good, even though it sucked at the time oh to my God, be like yeah. I cried. I <laughs> stuck to my boundaries. I stuck to my values and the intentions that you set out because mm-hmm. I feel like there are so many things, especially when it does come to like the physical connection that um some people don't respect that. And you have mm-hmm. to you have to cut. Like if that is a value of yours. And everyone has different values and beliefs, but if that is a value of yours and someone doesn't respect it off the bat too, mm-hmm. and like you said with them pushing you,
0: no. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah, exactly. Done. There's no question. Any sort so, of like inkling yeah. or like intuition, any sort of ick that you get, done. Cut it off. Don't it try hard. to <laughs> convince yourself. Yes. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you come out of it and you're like, dating was hard you know you go through a lot of experiences but to know that you stuck to your values yeah and the intentions you had for yourself mhm that
0: at it's the good. end of the day is what is yeah. going to make you feel happy and whole and not feel like you gave a piece of yourself away Mm-mm. your partner is not going to make you sacrifice that
1: no they want i think the right person for you wants you they want you to feel loved respected and heard, not pushed in anything, or disrespected. Um, yeah. Oh, There's just, I'm thinking back now, and there's so many times where I feel like I was in situations where someone wasn't respectful. They weren't, like, honoring a boundary, whatever. And mm-hmm. um, it was really hard. There were some times where I was like, took me a while to stand my ground on some things, but then I did, and I'm so grateful, yeah, because it leads you to where you're meant to be, yeah, but exactly. Are there any other I know we've been chatting for a while, but are there yeah, any other
0: this is good. i'm I'm glad
1: we got to talk about
0: this because I feel like, like I said before, looking back, hindsight is always twenty twenty and you always know what you should do after the fact, but during it, it can really hurt and it could really be a challenge. And I, I, you know, I've forgiven myself for everything that I've gone through and like, I don't hold any grudges and there's no bad blood, no hard feelings or anything. But like, if I could like, look at myself, look at myself from what, like four or three, four years ago, I, when I was like in the height of my dating scene, I wish I could just like give her a hug
1: mm-hmm. because
0: I think I really did seek that validation from somebody else and I didn't even know it. Um, but after you go on so many dates, it starts to just kind of like chip away at your self esteem and you kind of start to question yourself. And I just want to give that girl a hug because I, push through. I guess I got to the other side of it and I did find my value. I did stick my ground. And now we're here and I'm married Mm -hmm. to a I'm in a healthy relationship. I have the best partner. We both do. And I think it's just a huge testament of who we are as people and how we stood our ground and our values. So yes. If you're going through that, if you feel like there's no end in sight in this dating journey, sometimes it can be really hard to look at the positives, but I just want you to know that I'm giving you a big hug and you deserve to feel Mm -hmm. loved in every single way.
1: Yes, that's so good. And I think that brings up a really good point too. And I forgot to mention this earlier, but I think not having blinders on, I feel like that was something, especially when I was younger, where I would very much have blinders on, where it's like friends and family would maybe talk about, oh, this is a red flag or... Mm -hmm. Bring up something and you just get so, I think you mentioned this earlier where it's like, you're so excited. You start envisioning things already mm-hmm. and to really let yourself, like you said, not put so much pressure on yourself. Give yourself a hug. Give yourself grace. It's quite the journey. And um, to really like not have the rose colored lenses or what is yes, it? Rose colored glasses. glasses. And, like, take that pressure off so that you don't have those blinders on of, like, also what you said of giving people
0: the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. when they don't deserve it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yes. I think we talked about a lot of good things here. And I think we could talk about this subject in many, many other episodes. So if you want to hear more, send us a DM. We would love to hear We would love to like dive in more on like something that you want us to focus on. So let us know. But that was a lot of relationship advice, dating stories, fun things to go through and how you should always just put yourself first, which is the pillar of BYOB and what we stand for. So hope Mm -hmm. you got some good, tangible takeaways today. And even if you don't have a takeaway, we just hope that you're here for the community and the vibes because we're sending you all the love.
1: Yes, yes, we are, and, oh man, so many things flooded back in this conversation throughout <laughs> the years. <laughs> the good, the bad, the funny stories, uh, so many things. But thank you all so much for listening. We love to send you off with an affirmation after each episode, and I had one in mind, but then I think just throughout this conversation, I'm switching it up. Oh, so it. our affirmation for today is. Okay. I deserve love, kindness, and respect from myself and others.
0: Mm, Yes. Wow. That was so good. I love an intuitive affirmation and Mm -hmm. I love how powerful that was because it did encapsulate all that we talked about in the conversation. So thank you, Ellie.
1: Yes. Well, thank you all so much for listening. And we're sending good vibes wherever you are in your journey. I think we all just need good vibes all the time, honestly. Yes. (laughs) So (laughs) we're sending so much love your way. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Be Your Own Boss podcast.
0: We'll talk to you next Thursday. Cheers, bosses.